Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast. The only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Greetings, loved ones, and welcome back to Doing It at Home. We are so happy to have you here on behalf of myself and Matthew, my husband, partner, co-host, all the things. We're just so stoked that you're here with us and you're listening right now, so thank you so much. And while you're listening, if you haven't already, just hit that subscribe button. Just go ahead and do it. Everyone's doing it. So just hit subscribe. That way you know when new episodes come out, you'll get notified. You don't miss a single conversation around home birth awesomeness. So make sure you're doing that and follow us on all the channels while you're at it as well. We have our Facebook page, Doing It at Home. We have Instagram, D-I-A-H podcast, and we are on the precipice of 10,000 followers, which I'm really personally geeked out about and really excited about. And I want that little check and I want to be able to put swipe up in our stories for you so that you can do that more conveniently. So I want all of that. So if you're not following us already, please do so. Or if you are following us, send our profile to your fellow birth junkie friends or anyone who could benefit from following us, tag them in any of our posts, etc. So go ahead and do that. And our private Facebook group, which is 1400 members and growing strong. And it's so cool just to see all the love and support there. So doing it at home is really the place for you to build your confidence in the home birth experience and also to scratch that, you know, birth junkie itch, even if you are outside of your your birthing journey, but you just love all the birth story awesomeness. It's there for that too, but it's really the resource for you. So listen to this podcast for the empowering, inspiring stories. Go to the Facebook group for the loving community and the support and feeling heard and validated and you matter and your birth experience matters. And make sure you are subscribed to our weekly email newsletter so you can sign up for that on our 
website and you will get that dropped in your inbox weekly with recaps on the podcast, some of our favorite resources, anything new, cool that's going on in the birth world that we want to share with you. It's the place for those informative resources that are also empowering and are not going through any fear filter coming to you. So we don't send you any of that stuff. We make sure we sift through that and give you only the inspiring, high energy stuff that's going to support you in your process. So we don't need any of that fierce fierce stuff around here. And we are less than a week out from launching Doing It at Home, your guide to creating a confident and magical home birth experience. Y'all, this guide is packed with awesome stuff. We've got the ebook version of the guide, the audiobook book version of the guide, the exercises that go along with each section within the guide. We have extras like a class with me on preparing for a balanced pregnancy and birth experience. We've got a class with Matthew for the birth partners, and we have playlists specifically tailored to planning for the home birth experience, as well as episodes packaged a playlist for the partners. So all of that is going to be included in the guide and it is coming out here on March 15th. So be on the lookout, be ready for it, make sure that all your stuff is following and notifications are on so that when it's live, when it's there, it's available for you. You can go in and snag it and hop right into the experience that experience being creating that confident and magical home birth that you desire, that we're holding space for you to have. So today's episode is really cool. It's a little different. We are chatting with Brittany. And to give you a little backstory on this, so Brittany reached out to us via Instagram. She messaged us the day she found out she was pregnant. Hours actually after she found out she was pregnant. She hadn't even told her partner Spencer yet because he wasn't home from work yet. And so she had just found out she was pregnant and just felt so overwhelmed with excitement and all of the things, right? All of the emotions. She reached out to us and just had to tell someone. And I happened to check in our messages around that exact time that she messaged and was able to get back to her right then and there. And I just felt so completely honored to have that insight, to get that intel and be the first to know about her being pregnant and also just so excited for her. And so we had a really great dialogue. And then from there, that led into us having this conversation for the podcast where at the time of this recording, she's 10 weeks pregnant. So still early in the pregnancy experience and planning a home birth, talking about home birth, and just also the million emotions that kind of come up when you first discover that you're pregnant and you're kind of in the space of, what do I do now? What what happens? All the question marks, right? So not only is this episode great for anyone who loves this podcast or if you've ever listened or you're into birth at all, but this is especially for those who maybe just found out they're pregnant. Who knows? Maybe someone's listening to this who just today found out they were pregnant. So maybe you're in that place or you're in the early stages of your pregnancy and you still have that swirl of emotions and questions and conversations going on in your brain. So we go through all of that with Brittany. You know, we talk about her finding out she was pregnant. We talk about what she envisions for her birth experience, what she would like. We talk about the involvement of her partner, Spencer, and we talk about some home birth resources that have been helpful and things that she can 
implement and put in her toolbox along the way in her journey. So thank you so much to Brittany for being a part of this and allowing us to be a part of her process and her journey. And we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to hop into our conversation with Brittany in planning for her home birth experience. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Brittany, we are super grateful that you carved out time to hang out with us on this wonderful morning. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to jump into a cool conversation with you. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to both of you this morning. Yes, we are in new territory, which is really cool. We're doing a new kind of format for an episode here. And this is going out there to any of you who just found out you're pregnant or maybe in the early stages of your pregnancy and you are going through the thoughts and emotions and it might be a bit of a roller coaster and whatever. It's kind of that thing of, okay, I found out I'm pregnant. Now what? I feel like that's the theme of this conversation because Brittany, we first got connected about a month ago and you dropped us a message. You dropped us a DM. I don't know what day of the week it was, but I happened to... Yeah, exactly one month from today. What do you know? (laughs) Of course it was. Yeah, of course it was. So I want to read your message because I want to just set up the backstory for this and kind of get people in the zone of, you know, what we're going to be talking about today. So this message says, hi, Sarah and Matthew. I just took a pregnancy test an hour ago and found out I am growing a little human currently. I have binge listened to your guys' podcast for the past six months. And as of two hours ago, thought I knew everything there was to know about pregnancy and birth. But the second I saw those results, I got so much fear, happy, wait, I got so much fear, happy, excited fear, but still a sense of fear of the unknown. I currently want to shout it to the rooftops that I am pregnant, but I'm waiting for my partner to get home so I can tell him. So I guess I came to you guys just so I could share the news with someone. If you have any tips about turning those fears of the change and unknown into something positive and productive, I would love to hear it. I love the podcast and you both, you really have helped feed my birth junkie addiction. (laughs) So I see this message. I see it, I think like really, like within the hour of when you sent it. And I felt so honored. I was just like beaming, glowing. I was like, she literally just found out she's pregnant and she's telling us like her partner, the other parent doesn't know yet. I am like, this is exclusive insider stuff. And I just felt so incredibly honored and humbled. And I immediately got back to you with a voice note, just being like, First of all, I had to get over my own excitement, like for you and for everything. But uh, I just thought it was so beautiful. Do you have something to say, Matthew? Yeah. Uh, so, Brittany, I'd love for you to walk us through <laughs> that moment. 
Um, when you, when you, you know, you took the test and you found out, like, what was that like for you? So I actually, I was about like four days past my period, which is super normal. I have super irregular periods, but we were going to see a couple friends the next day and I knew we'd all be drinking and I was like, mm, I just mm. want to take a test just in case. So I'm not <laughs> drinking and then later find out that I'm pregnant. So on my way home, I stopped and picked up a pregnancy test. Mm. And for some I've taken pregnancy tests before. I've never had like a feeling to pray about it. But on the way home, I was like, I just pray that these results are exactly what they're supposed to be. Mm. Not thinking that it's going to be positive, not thinking that it's going to be negative. And then I got home and I took the test. I prayed again while I was taking the <laughs> test and like, one second later, I look over and it's already two bright pink lines. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I just remember hand over my mouth saying, no way, no way, no way over and over again, like laughing. Mm. And I was like, somebody walks in this house, they're going to think I'm absolutely crazy <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> laughing. And I just remember looking in the mirror at myself and I was like, just like glowing so happy. But I also had like a thousand things running through my mind at one time. Mm -hmm. I, I went to school for early childhood education. I've done so much research on birth. I've listened to so many podcast episodes and I thought I knew everything there was to know about raising a child and being pregnant. But in that moment, I was like, wait, can I take care of a kid? Mm. I was like, how am I really going to be able to give birth. I've thought about it so many times. Mm. But in those moments, I was saying, oh, one day I will be able to do this. One day I didn't realize that it was going to be today. <laughs> so yeah. it was just one of those moments looking in the mirror where my face is so happy and I am so happy. But I also had all of these scary thoughts running through my mind. Yeah. Speaking of those scary thoughts, you shared a lot of them with us when we had more correspondence and in preparation for this conversation, you shared some of like your backstory and some of your your inner thoughts, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I love this. This is kind of like my narrator moment where if this is the movie of your life, I get to be your inner monologue and there'd be some really <laughs> cool music playing in the background. But I just want to read this because you're you're also still processing some of this, I would imagine. And again, for those listening who I imagine some of these questions that I'm about to read are verbatim or to their own, you know, experience, this the same questions that are coming up. So Mm -hmm. This is what you shared with us. You said, as you just mentioned, I've been obsessed with home birth and children and feel as though I'm very educated in both. But the second I saw those two lines, I was scared and excited and joyous, scared, but scared. Was I eating well enough for this baby? Was I too young? Is it wrong that Spencer and I aren't married? Will I be able to handle the discomfort of labor? Can I take care of a baby 24-7? Will I be a good mom? Do we have enough money to support us and baby? I need to contact and figure out what midwife is a good fit. I need to find healthy and natural prenatals. I need to tell our families. I need to finish moving all of our things into this house we just bought and work on a baby's room. I need to do this, this, and this. All of this was going through my mind within seconds. So that's a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, and it's so real. I mean, I, I think... What I love about it is to an extent, you got to just let it happen, I feel mm -hmm. like. And I hope that's what you're allowing yourself, even if if some of this is still coming up, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I have a 
four-year-old and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still like, can I do this? <laughs> so, you know, to just allow when that does come up, but is there anything else you want to add or share around, you know, hearing back some of those questions, what comes up for you? Well, I've been reflecting on all those thoughts that I had those first days and many of those questions I'm still questioning myself about, Mm -hmm. but I've kind of lumped them under one big question, which is just the unknown. Like I'm going through something very new. I've never had a baby before. I've never been pregnant. So it's a completely new thing. And I think it's just not knowing what to fully expect, even though I can research and research and research it. I still like when I got morning sickness, I knew morning sickness was a thing, but I didn't know it felt like it does. So even in researching, you never know how it's really going to be and how it's really going to feel. And it's kind of a silly way to explain it. But I found that saying it's like riding a roller coaster for the very first time. Mm. You're standing in that line. You're excited because obviously you want to ride the roller coaster, but you are scared to death because you don't know when that hill is going to happen. You don't know when when you're going to go upside down. You don't know when that picture is going to be taken of you screaming. (laughs) So it's just kind of, (laughs) it's just standing in that line, waiting for something exciting, but also being scared at the same time. Yeah. I can understand that as best as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what was it like uh, sharing the news with Spencer? Well, so he was supposed to come home like two hours after I found out. And of course, he forgot his wallet at work. So he called me on the way home. He's like, I got to go back to work. And I'm like sitting here so anxious and excited. (laughs) And the funny thing is I kept looking at the pregnancy test, like making sure it actually had two lines. Like they were so obvious there. But I was like, I just want to make sure it's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it didn't it just didn't feel real. I couldn't fathom the fact that there is a baby growing inside of me right now. Mm-hmm. But then when he got home, the um, Spencer, the thing is he doesn't really show his emotion through words. He's more of like an act of kindness. I always say that's his love language. Mm. And so when he got home I was like, okay, he probably won't have too much to say about it because it is a shock to the system. So I'm not going to pressure him to have the perfect words to say. So when he got home, I told him and I showed him the pregnancy test. And we both just kind of stood there for a second and looked at each other. And we were like, it just doesn't feel real. And then we actually had a place to be after that. So he went and got some stuff done outside. And I was like, this is perfect. He can just kind of process it Mm. by himself because I had that moment to process it in the bathroom by myself and then those two hours afterwards. So I kind of let him then process that too. I think that's really beautiful. And I want to, you know, put acknowledgement around that, that, you know, you shared, you had this, you know, laundry list of things go through your mind and, you know, you had only known for a couple of hours. And this is Mm -hmm. also something in your physical body that you're experiencing. So there's that. And I think there's just a lot of great things to learn in terms of how we communicate with our partners around all sorts of life things. But then with this, a pregnancy, you know, even if it's something you are actively intentionally trying for or are wanting to have um, or not, or maybe you're just in this open space of it happens, it happens still like each person has their process and and their Mm -hmm. way of, of going through it. So 
I think that's just something important for if, if you are the person right now listening and you, maybe you just found out and you're listening and you haven't yet told your partner or something to just, you know, allow for that. And you, what you did, I think is so awesome understanding his personality and the way that he kind of goes about things and expresses things, how of course that will manifest and show up in something like this. Like, of course it will. So just for the, you know, the pregnant person who's maybe hoping their partner reacts or responds a certain way or, or wants a certain response out of them. It doesn't mean they don't feel a certain way, but it just, you know, we all process differently. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to, to take into account. And they're about to embark on a huge journey as well, even though it's not a physical experience, like they're going to, it's, it, everybody's <laughs> on the bus for this. <laughs> and I say that it doesn't have to be that perfect YouTube video reaction. Yeah. You know, we all watch those cute videos and we all love them, yeah. but everybody processes it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So now it's been a month, correct? That's what you shared? Yes, okay. exactly one month since exactly I found one out. Month. So what, what sort of things are you feeling physically in your body at this stage in the pregnancy? Because you're what, probably close to eight? I'm actually, tomorrow will be 10 weeks. Great. Okay, cool. 10. Awesome. And so, well, before I even took the pregnancy test, I kept saying my stomach just feels different. It just looks different. Uh, now I can say that's just my body retaining more water. So I have a lot of that. I have yeah. a lot of bloating and discomfort in that way. And I also am tired 24 7 and a lot of morning sickness. But I've been trying to tell myself that this is all good, it means the baby's growing. I would want to feel this for the baby. And that's kind of been my mindset going in it. Mm hmm. So what have the conversations been around looking towards the birth experience, even though, you know, we're, we're very early on, but, you know, you mentioned, I think in one of our, our back and forth exchanges, you know, finding a midwife or finding care. Are you in that inquiry? What's that process like right now? Yeah. So I actually knew I wanted to do a home birth for like a year now. Really? So go into that for a second. What, what had that come up for you or why home birth? So I actually have always been obsessed with pregnancy. And so I started listening to a pregnancy podcast and it was just all things pregnancy wasn't home birth, wasn't hospital birth. But then she brought up the topic of home birth and did a interview with Dr. Stuart Fishbein, who does home births and so I started listening to him and light bulbs were just going off. I was like, wow, wow, wow. So I listened to his podcast as well. And I remember I would just come home from work because I can listen to podcasts there. And I'd be giving off all these facts to Spencer. I was like, did you know this, 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 and this? <laughs> and I was like, I just wish I could do it. I just wouldn't be able to handle the discomfort. And I just remember he looked at me and said, why wouldn't you? Mm. he's like you you can do that and like in that moment that's all it took I was like he has seen me at my very lowest moments I thought he probably saw me as a weak person but he is telling me that of course you can give birth without medicine and you can do it at home of course you can so that kind of just changed it for me and then from then on it just snowballed and I haven't looked back that's really cool that that yeah. yeah that confidence in you and that that was that push 
you know, mm-hmm. that that put you in the direction of aligning that with what you actually desired. So that's really mm-hmm. cool. Wow. Okay. So had you had any conversations with family or friends about your plans, you know, when you were going to have babies? Did you get any sort of feedback or responses there? So I never brought it up, but I would just ask my mom little questions here and there. Like, what do you think about the C-section rate Mm. and little questions just to see how she would respond? But I never told anybody about home birth until we found out that I am pregnant. Okay. And what was that like? So I think a lot of people are skeptical, but they don't question us too much because they know we're going to do what we want to do. And my mom kind of, she's eh about it. And I can tell by little comments she makes, but she tells me that she mostly labored at home and went into the hospital, pushed me out and then went home and was fine. And I'm like, Oh, if you just would have waited a little bit longer, you'd be perfect for home birth. (laughs) Trying to show her like one step further. I feel like that's a lot of our family and friends. If they would just research just a tiny bit more, they'd be all for it because they're Mm. so close. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, if you just maybe like turned to two more pages in whatever you're reading or or whatever that is, you know, and who knows what you you can still choose whatever you want to choose. And, you know, then you just have the full breadth of, of information or possibility. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. And so what about in choosing care provider and and things like that? How's that going? So the begin, when I first found out that was one of the biggest stressors for me, I was like, am I going to be able to find a midwife. Okay. Is that because of where you live or? Yeah. Okay. It was because of where I live. Just about all the midwives around us are an hour away Mm. or further. And the first midwife I called, I was really hoping I could get an interview with her. And I called only a couple days after I found out. And she said she was already booked for September babies. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just found out I'm pregnant. How are they already being booked this fast? Right. Find somebody. (laughs) So I was super nervous that I wasn't going to find somebody. But then we did find somebody. She's a little over an hour, which isn't that bad. And she's awesome. We've had a couple appointments with her. So it's been awesome so far. That's cool. And how did you locate these two midwives that you called? So the first one actually has a podcast that I also came across because I'm just hungry for a birth podcast, I guess. <laughs> and I was listening to her before I was pregnant. Mm. And that's why I was kind of sad that she was already booked. But I asked them if they had any suggestions of other midwives. And she was one of them on that list. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Because I know that there's people listening that you know, identifying the care provider, it's mm-hmm. not always entirely mm-hmm. clear how they're going to, how you're going to find them. Mm-hmm. So, and I think probably a gr- great piece of advice I'd give is finding a midwife. And even if they're not your fit, asking them for other midwives, because I'm sure they know more midwives. Yeah. Sure. That yeah. Was, that was a great thing you did. That is great advice. So what were those initial conversations like, or what are some of the things that, you know, were important to you and Spencer to talk about, or, you know, those big questions you came in the door with, how, how have those conversations been? So some big questions were, I know 
midwife rules and laws are different in every state. So I was very curious as to what they are in Ohio because they can not be certified, I believe, in Ohio. And so I didn't know what all she could do. So I was really wanting to know what happens if I tear. Can you stitch me up? Mm -hmm. What happens if this happens? What can she, what is she allowed to do? Was big questions that we had. Mm -hmm. And how did you feel with the responses or with that clarity? You know, do you now feel like you know what would happen if X, Y, or Z, or has it given you some peace of mind? Yes, absolutely. I was so happy with the responses. And we had an entire hour and a half meeting with her. So she went over just about every scenario that could happen. Oh, that's great. Very cool. And is the is the the plan or intention for Spencer to be there whenever he can? Yes, he's been to both midwife appointments so far. And he's scheduled to go with me on the next one. So as long as his work allows, he plans to go to all of them. That's that's great. And how do you feel like, you know, to the best of your ability to speak for him, how do you feel like he's experiencing it or what's it like to have him a part of the process? Uh, see, I love having him a part of the process. Yeah. And I think he really likes it, too, because something that has come up is that sometimes right now it's starting to feel more real for me because I am feeling that morning sickness. I can feel the changes in my body and my mindset, but to him, nothing physical is happening. So a lot of times I remember one day I was like, um, I wish you were as excited as me. And he looked at me, he's like, babe, I am excited. It just doesn't feel as real for me yet. So I think going to the midwife appointments helps. I just know he wishes he could do more. And that kind of brings up a question kind of aimed towards more Matthew. What exactly in the very early stages can the partner do to make it feel more real? Mm. That's, that's an awesome question. Oh, that's so great. Just to reiterate too, because like what you just said, you know, you asked him or said, you know, I kind of wish you were as excited as I was. It's like, I am. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think that what helped me to get into the process a little bit more was learning more about birth mm. and in particular learning about birth relearning because I had learned a mm-hmm. lot from sex ed classes and from you know things I'd seen on TV and movies but that wasn't truth you know that was that was that was what was being fed to me so I try to engage with the things that Sarah was really interested in, the documentaries in mm-hmm. particular, and the videos. And mm-hmm. um, so that's that's where I started. I picked up a few books, and I quickly felt that I was, like some of the things in the books I was getting answered from our, our uh, questions with midwives, and, and I guess early on it was with the OBGYN. Um, so the books didn't really do it for me, but those documentaries really did. Um, Mm -hmm. and I could, I could see myself a little bit more in the process, in the experience, because now I had a, a a more detailed visual of the experience, Mm -hmm. you know, before it was the hospital and, and people yelling and the doctor taking control and the nurses pushing me out of the way. Like that's kind of 
my my image and visual around birth. Yet watching, I mean, what were some of the early videos that we watched of? Like happy ha- healthy child. Happy healthy child was the was the series we watched. You watched these are my hours. We watched that yeah. together as well. That was really powerful, and we watched why not home together also. So yeah. after watching those things, I started to think, oh wow, you know, this what could our birth experience look like? Mm-hmm. And, and especially when we were thinking about home birth, it was wow, where would we do this? And I was always thinking we would do it in the office. So I'm envisioning mm-hmm. myself, you know, helping out and doing all those things. And once I was able to actually envision those things, like I, I could see myself in it. I could see myself doing it. I could see, you know, how I would play a role over here and what I would be needing to do over there. Mm-hmm. That made it a little bit more real for me. Um, and then there was also those moments throughout the pregnancy that that also made it real. The first ultrasound. Mm-hmm. the first time I heard a heartbeat, mm-hmm. the first time I felt a kick. And I think each one of those got me closer and closer and closer and closer, just connection-wise, to baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in the in the beginning stages, it is kind of normal to for the partner to not feel as, it could be whether it's excited or connected or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's why those, those things happen as they do over time and partner gets you know, closer and closer. And then hopefully they get to that point where they're just, you know, as excited and can realize <laughs> it and all those great things. Mm-hmm. Yes. I it? love that you brought up the documentaries because I've mentioned him. I'm like, why don't you read a book? Why don't you read a book? And he's kind of, eh, that's not yeah. really my taste in books. So <laughs> I'm it. Me glad too. to hear that. <laughs> yes. I think I had two or three books and I started going through them and I was, I was eh. and so I kind of jump around and read a little bit there, read a little bit here. And I think some of it also was that the books um, didn't mesh with my beliefs and style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when we started going home birth, these books were not advocates of home birth. There weren't too many then also. There weren't, there the weren't too many. And if there was anything mentioning home birth, it was a blurb in the corner with the mm-hmm. kind of cover their butts sentence at the end. But but hospital's <laughs> always safer. So, yeah, yeah. you know, la, la, la. And so <laughs> just truthfully, that stuff turned me off. Yeah. I, I'd say, well, you had great things to say over here, but I'm sensing some judgment. Yeah. And so let me just, I'm, eh, I don't want to go to this. So, you know, I think it makes sense why uh, the the happy home birth and yeah. uh, what, what was the first happy one? Happy, healthy child. Ha- happy, healthy child. While stuff like that appealed to me because they were just so much more open mm. and, and, and it was all coming from love and, the mm-hmm. I just remember the woman because we interviewed her, the um the creator of that series. Yeah, uh, not the creator of Happy. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Which one did we have on our show? We've had Deborah Pascali yes. Bonaro from yes. Orgasmic Birth. Yeah. Okay. That's probably who you're thinking of. She's yeah. Amazing. Just, just. I think I've listened to that one. <laughs> that's a great so one. But just hearing hearing some people talk about birth and how magical and amazing and wonderful, it got had me thinking like, yeah, it is magical mm-hmm. and amazing and wonderful and. Wow, I get to experience this and be a part of this. Like that's cool. It's so different from the general narrative of birth that when you first hear it, you're kind of like, "You sound crazy." You, you, mm-hmm. Yeah, like that I know, sounds weird. Looking back, I remember <laughs> like somebody did a poll on some social media, and they're like, "Should I do a home birth?" And my biggest regret in life is pressing no. I'm like, man, why? I can still remember doing that. And I'm like, no, why did I do that? I might have been the reason she didn't have a home birth or didn't try to have a home birth. 
it's just but it's interesting because like though that is stigmatized and mm-hmm. you know it can be seen as taboo and it can be seen as irresponsible all this stuff mm-hmm. all the stuff that um you know you might might be coming your way in terms of conversations just because yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it can be polarizing to certain folks and yeah. you know i think that it, it, it allows you the opportunity to just grow in your conviction like yeah mm-hmm. this is I'm, I'm choosing home birth and here's why and or not even engage with it whatever it is that you choose mm-hmm. but um yeah so that's just going back to the question that's what helped me and it did take a little bit of time mm-hmm. you know? one thing i would add to that and i wonder if this resonates for you matthew is you know they say mm-hmm. men are visual creatures so i think the the piece of the watching birth experiences happen whether that's in home birth videos you know the youtube videos that are up now or any of the documentaries. So there's that. But then I also wonder if that component of you started to envision where you could serve, what your role is, because obviously you're not going to be doing the physical birthing, but where can you find yourself in the possibilities that are being involved? And I wonder if, you know, along the way for a partner to feel more connected to the process and the experience, I think then the pregnant person, birthing person, you can be communicating along the way where they can serve or what would assist you. And then I, th- I think for them, I think for you all, the not quite knowing what to do or where you could be useful is where some of that excitement might be held back as well. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not connected yet with exactly what your role is and what you're supposed to do and how you can be the most useful. Like I'm a tool, put me somewhere. Like, what can I do? <laughs> I think there's that sort of feeling that could come up. That's definitely there. Okay. I think because in some, some, other depictions of birth, you don't really see the partners doing a whole lot other than holding the hand yeah, and having being their hand strangled, squeezed. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I love that you bring up watching the husband or the partner in the videos because we've watched some videos and Spencer, he likes watching them, but sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm just like overstepping watching somebody's intimate moment sure. of them giving birth. So, maybe focusing more on watching the dad do things will help with making him feel more comfortable watching the videos. It could. Yeah, it's possible. It could. I mean, I, I know with the videos that we were given by our midwife, you know, these were people who wanted others to see their birth, mm-hmm. you know, because part of why they allowed it to be filmed and shared is to shift the narrative around birth mm-hmm. and to show that birth can look like a lot of different things. So, you know, I I looked at it as as that piece. Um, yet I can understand where Spencer's coming from. Like, oh man, this is an intimate thing. This is like a private mm-hmm. moment. You don't want to, you know, like oh look at all that stuff. So I get that. And going back to your point, Sarah, the visual learners thing. I think for me it was more that I didn't feel like I needed to learn and take on a whole bunch of information. Mm. Like I, I just felt. I trusted your body. I yeah. trust my own instincts. I trust the people, the experts, the midwives that we were going to work with. That I, The books that I was reading was all of like this information. Mm-hmm. And the documentaries were different. Yeah. It, was, it was an experience. It was a moment. And so I was more into that than I was learning a whole lot of information. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, we can talk more about planning for the future. Cool. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So when you think about the birth experience, Brittany, what are some things, if you've formulated already, what do you want as a part of it? You know, if you thought about who you want there, maybe certain elements to it, like if you want water or this or that, has anything like that come up for you? Yeah. So I envision it a lot, but I try to make sure I envision it a little differently every time because I know birth is unpredictable, but I plan on it being just me and Spencer, our midwife, and then our midwife has an assistant. So just the four of us. Cool. And I want to be drinking water, eating. I have a feeling that it's going to be hard for me to eat, but I can see Spencer already forcing me to eat. So (laughs) (laughs) there's that. Um, I would like to have a birthing pool. If I'll use it, I don't know, but I'd love to have it as an option and uh, a ball to bounce on. I'm already bouncing on it like every day. Nice. And yeah, I plan on having birth affirmations written up, hanging them around, and just kind of having a peaceful environment. I plan on making it dark. I'm not one that really likes the bright light, so I'd like if it's dark in here. And yeah, I that dig it. Sounds great. That sounds like a great Saturday night perfect. to me. <laughs> 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 birth or no birth. Too. Because, Matthew, you said earlier that you're like, I envision it's going to be in the office. It's funny because Spencer will be like, are you going to do it right here? Are you going to do it right here? I don't know. It just depends on where I'm feeling like going. That is funny. In the kitchen right here? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He'll be like, in the living room or in the kitchen or (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) And are there other resources or or products or things that are that you're accumulating or that you're looking towards to be helpful just to, you know, help you prepare further or whether it's mindset or physically, anything like that popping up in your yeah. world? So our midwife does a lot of different classes. Cool. And I love to do that to be able to talk to other people that are doing home birth because I don't know a single person in my life that's had a home birth. So that's kind of important to me is kind of getting to know more people that have had home birth or are going to. And I also am looking into doing hypno babies like I know you guys did. Cool. Yeah. And I do, I've been getting more into yoga and just making sure my mindset is in the right place. Yeah. That's great. One thing I loved about the hypno babies, Brittany, was that me as a partner, I had a lot to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that I read and there's a lot of um, participation from me. So we did hypno babies like in our final month. And mm. I felt that it 
it gave me a, like tasks, which mm-hmm. which was helpful. So you know, who knows? Maybe Spencer will dig that part of, of mm-hmm. Hypno Babies. And uh, yeah, I was wondering when you start Hypno Babies. Like, is there a certain it was time late. start? Yeah, or no? we were later. <laughs> we, yeah, the... we were kind of later, so we we kind of like crammed a lot of stuff in. I don't know if we finished it, but I think I finished at least what was like charted out uh, for me because I did the self guided, which yeah, we did self guided best one. for me at the time. So they sent and... us like a like a booklet binder yeah, get all thing. the stuff all the audios and like i said it was later on and that's just because we didn't know about it like i happened to meet a pregnant woman at some gathering that we were at and she was preparing for her birth and she's like oh hypno babies it's the best <laughs> and i was like okay cool <laughs> so i just like kind of went out on a limb um but uh yeah so i you know the timing of it is just whatever works for you and then you what know. do you what would you have done ideally sarah uh, like two months I mean, ideally, maybe started it at the end of the first trimester. I don't think it would have changed anything, you know. <laughs> but um, but just to you know to have had it longer and have that practice, practice it. to have the practice. Yeah, it is a practice more established because it is you know it's meditation slash slash you know hypnosis. So it's about creating the time for that, creating the space for it. It is building a habit. So in terms of you know building the habit of it, sure, it you know would have started that a little bit sooner. Yeah, had I known, but. So yeah, if you, if you do it, jump in and dabble now and do it throughout the pregnancy. I, I imagine that would be that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're doing September, correct? Yeah. Ooh, September. Getting us, my, my birthday is the end of August, so okay. the baby cool. will be close. That That's is exciting. so cool. And we, we love September babies. Maya is a September yes. baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, is there anything else that we can just, you know, hold space for you around or whether it's another question that comes up or just, you know, something to hold the intention for you and, uh, you know, just send great energy your way? Um, just kind of hold the intentions on the groundedness. I know the message you sent me right after I told you I was pregnant is you kind of focused on making sure I feel grounded. And that's actually the word I gave myself oh. for 2021. So that's I perfect. That. I listen. I listened to that video that you sent me like a hundred times in a row before Spencer got home. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's, ugh. Well, we can hold that space. Yeah, that absolutely. Grounded space. That groundedness present, Yes. you know, grateful, and allowing for all the stuff, the WTF and the, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to fall into place. You know what? You don't have to. You don't mm-hmm. have to figure out how all that's going to fall into place because it's going to fall into place either way. And you mm-hmm. just get to choose how you're going to experience it along the way. Mm-hmm. So we we are both so excited for you, Brittany. Yeah, We're we both are. rooting for you. So crazy over here. Um, I feel, again, just so honored to be a... a small thread woven into your story the fact that we could be a part of you finding out you're pregnant and now... in the baby book too i wrote it in the baby oh, book that's incredible and then you'll have this conversation you know to share and to share with baby and your family as it grows and i'd love to do a follow-up as well to just hear how you're doing uh yeah. later on and then hear the birth story and all that oh. great stuff cool any last thoughts or words just for mamas who you know like you or maybe a month ago you and you know just got the stick or you know whatever it is anything that you want to share with them 
I think it is talk about it. We mm-hmm. watch those videos of moms finding out they're pregnant and they're so excited, but we don't really talk about what's going through their mind. So talk about it with somebody who's been pregnant, who's probably been through the same exact thing that you have been through because I know that this conversation with you guys and talking with others has been the most healing part of all of it. That's awesome. That's great advice. Yeah, yeah that's wonderful. Talk it out. Talk it out. Brittany, thank you so much again. Thank you to Spencer for being a part of this story as well. Um, if I, We will probably have some follow-up to this, I imagine, whether it's questions or others sharing you know, their thoughts and experiences. So um, we'll, we'll be in touch. I might be sending some people your way to you know, have those conversations and connect more, like you said. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes. Thank you so much, both of you, for giving me this chance to have such a healing and honest conversation. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.